it's Steel Saunders from Steel Wars, and you're listening to, what, what's it, Craft? Craft Brews and Geek News. So welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Let's get this party started. She forgot the D. <laughs> oh, boy. I have the juiciest IPA around. Just a honey beer alone, I'm like, mmm, no, no, I don't even like bees that much, like. <laughs> Hashtag cool tool. If they just suit up and go to the space DMV, I'd still watch it. Like, I'd be like, ah, oh, this is great. Like, this is, yeah. oh man, I hope they have time to go to the bank. It's going to sound like an ongoing theme, but one time I got into Train Frontier. Where you, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Chugga chugga there, boy. You build trains and you ride them and you get to drive them. So you get to go <laughs> forward or backwards. You can, okay, if you go too far forwards. <laughs> Did you also play Monorail Tycoon? Uh, no. Did you play Luge Star 2017? I see what about, you're doing right how now. How about Shuffleboard Masters 05? <laughs> mm, I want to see that Monorail one made. Donnie, you'd be a terrible train conductor. That's just a fun fact. <laughs> uh, my annual garage sale, it'll be on St. Patty's Day, bright and early at roughly 11.30. Like on Facebook, it'll just say 11.30 till when my chair breaks with a question mark. <laughs> Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Welcome. Good evening, Craft Beer. How are you this evening? My name is Donnie. This is Craft Brews and Geek News. We are the official podcast, the Brew Mattress Club. Um, we talk about natural stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. I am joined this evening by, once again, the Roberts clan. How are you, a guy and girl, Ryan and Ashley? How are you guys doing on this fine evening? Good. Fantastic. Yep. That's great. As well as our good friend, Mr. Lalsman. How are you, buddy? Howdy doody. Just <laughs> hanging in there. <laughs> That's fantastic. So as we start off every episode of the Craft Brews and King News podcast here, we always dive right into what are you going to drink? Famous segment, by the way. What are you going to drink? What will you be drinking in the uh, or near future? I, I don't know. Ryan, you, you, you usually do pretty well at this because you're always you've always got one or two in the hopper. Well, in the hopper. I got one given to me today by our good friends at Brew, Christian. Uh, actually stopped by my work. He uh, picked up a couple of t-shirts and gave me this collab from Cigar City and Tampa Bay Brewing Company. It's their Imperial Pilsner. It's a 16-ounce can. Let me see if I can hold that up there for you guys. The number one? What is that? What is the significance of the number so there? There's going to be – it says Hop Silo Series. So there's a, uh, a series of beer where – so I guess Cigar City is uh, picking up collaboration ideas with different breweries around the, the area or whoever they're friends with. I'm not exactly sure of all the ins and outs. It was real quick that I talked to him. But um, yeah, this is like one of six in the series, I believe. So got this here. Hopefully it doesn't spray all over the place. I kind of rode home with it. <laughs> Ashley's face says it all. Sorry, it doesn't translate well to audio, but it's in, She's in the splash zone, I feel like. <laughs> nicely 
Yeah. Uh, does it say what the percentage is? It's made with uh, Saze hops and Hollatur and Mittelfruer. Your grandmother Holland. would know how to say that. Holland, Holland Oats hops. Got it. Holland, yep. <laughs> uh, doesn't Oats. doesn't give me the ABV on the can, so I think these are just real generic, real real quick put together cans. But mm, good good nose. So it's an imperial. What is it actually? An imperial what? Imperial, imperial Pilsner. 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 Hmm. Yes. That's really good. Careful. Pilsner. It kind of sounds like an oxymoron, don't you think? It's like, <laughs> like an imperial pilsner. Like, don't they have imperial stouts or like they do? Ryan, what is the imperial term behind? Or have you gotten into that degree of culture into your um your brewing knowledge? I just, for one, I think that that just means it's higher in ABV. That's delicious. <laughs> most, I mean, that's what most people associate imperial, like imperial IPA. It's probably 10 or 12% or dogfish head uh, 120s in imperial IPA. This um, is good. It's actually deceptively good. I think you could definitely tell it's boozy. I do like, I get a little bit of the Sace hops. I'm used to that because that's what I brew my Belgiums with. Ryan, just, just while you're enjoying that, the, the term imperial, you're, you're spot on, man. It was first coined in the 1800s for beer, um, typically stout that was brewed in England, but then shipped to Russia specifically for the import imperial court. The hops and malts used during the brewing process are doubled or even tripled, resulting in a beer that packed quite the punch of an alcoholic uh, flavor, ranging from 8 to 12% ABV. Oh, Good call. Okay, so that's, that's nice. I didn't hear that. Little tidbit. Little... For an alcoholic. I mean, what? The well, for the Russian court, whatever they may be. For the Russian court. <laughs> yeah, it's very, uh, it's very good. It actually. is yummy. It's just, it's this deceptive. is one of my favorite beers. Yeah, it's good. This is one of my favorite beers. Fair beers tonight or overall? It's at least top ten, top fifteen. All right. <laughs> nice. It's it's hard to get the clinking of the glass when you've got an aluminum can. Well, it was clinking glass. anyway, baby. You made it clink. <laughs> Ashley, what are you drinking? <laughs> She's drinking my chocolate stuff that yeah. that she was going to share on the podcast the other day, but I lost 80 minutes of audio at Gus's house. Oh, no. This, and this went over really well with, with the other family, the chinchillas, and then <clears throat> um, Corey and Kelly. But this is Ryan's. My chocolate stuff. It's chocolate stout. And it's nice. Enjoyed. Yeah, very good. Ron, so was that, that wasn't the peanut butter uh, s'mores stout that got. This is the base. Garbled. Okay, that was the oh, base. But that is cold crashing right now in the kegerator. And, and I you can be... sample some on Friday. Yes. Friday. <laughs> yep. You forgot the yep. D. She forgot the D. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. You, you guys seem like you've, uh, you're definitely on your first beer there, eh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Laos, man, bring us some. What do, you, what do you got going on, my man? Uh, I'm, I'm not in the partying mood this week, so I just grabbed whatever I could, and I found a, I think I've had this before on the show, a Leganitas 12th of Never Ale. Oh, really? Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Um, I know it's Leganitas, so it's not, you know, as independent as it could be, but. It started uh, out that way. It's still okay. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still just fine. Um, it's good. I know nothing about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely tastes very ailey and not really hoppy or anything like that. <laughs> um, so it's it's surpassed the normal ale and onto ailey. Yeah, yeah, it's ailey. I got you. <laughs> it is good. I actually do enjoy it. So it's it's cool. It's like a step up from a normal ale, I'd say. So hmm. all right, good man. Um. All right. Well, I got something kind of weird. I don't, I've been, I walked to the liquor store the other day and I don't know about you guys, but the liquor store at my house had these Abita beers. They had two different six packs that were like under four bucks for a six pack, which was, which was pretty darn good. So I got two of them. 
I got the Abita grapefruit honey, which I thought my wife might like. And then I also picked up, which I don't have any more of, the Abita Mardi Gras. Have you guys seen that one? No. So the Mardi Gras was like six and a half percent, which was, um, it actually, it was a Bach. It was a Mardi Gras Bach. And it actually, it was, had a good flavor. It had a good body. It wasn't overpowering. It wasn't too strong or too thick or heavy. It was actually a really good beer. The label was very cool too. It was all Mardi Gras theme, which, you know, we're in the, the last few weeks of March here, but um, it's very, it very cool. This one, the grapefruit honey, I thought was going to drink more like a, um, like a, sour like a shandy i wasn't sure what it was going to be like but um it's not it's not the brew for me uh really wow. i didn't i didn't love it it's it's a lager that's got this honey here i got the on the back here it says uh ripe juicy louisiana ruby red uh grapefruits paired with sweetness of locally sourced honey to create a refreshing brew and citrus aroma uh clean malt taste brew with pilsner and wheat malts bite of grapefruit balance and sweet honey i don't feel that way i, I felt like it was a little molassesy. It was a little thick. It was a little too sweet. It leaves too much of that flavor that lingers on your tongue. It could be the honey because I definitely, my, my wife did not, Jenny did not, but I got the grapefruit. Is it a dry finish? Because I would think it would be a dry finish with the honey oh, being sounds, sticky. Sounds kind of icky. <clears throat> no, it's, it's, a really, it's a really sweet finish and it's a really like mellowing finish, which I... Well, just for the flavor that it had, it doesn't it doesn't leave a great taste. It almost tastes like um like a, a Flintstone Flintstones orange vitamin pill. If you guys remember that from like the nineties, I the still like them. I, I like them too, but you don't want to drink them. Is what I I just don't want to do. Chew. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> typically <you> chew them. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's just not my favorite. And this one only has like four and a half percent alcohol. But but again, I just wanted to try it just to try it. So I did, and uh, and there we go. Anybody else? I mean, Ryan, what are we what are we drinking on Friday? So those of you who don't know, we're going to do a little a little brew haing on Friday, eh, yes. Rye Boy? Yes, we are. Um, so I've got the uh, chocolate stout that I just shared, and then I've got the second rendition of the s'mores beer, as well as the first rendition of the s'mores beer. If it lasts that long, I only have a little bit left. Um, I'll make sure it lasts, Ryan. Just don't drink damn beer. Okay. <laughs> done so you've got some s'mores beer done you've got some s'mores beer uh to try and then uh that coupled with well so i i have some sad news i already promised christian that i would share the hunapu at brew and he's going to share his bottle of hunapu too so i can't you know share that at all but uh no and donnie what are you thinking about bringing um, I don't know, man. I was going to bring some strawberries, some basil, some black pepper. I was going to um, bring the ingredients to brew us a beer. So um, that would be the brewing part. You asked me about the drinking part, but the brewing part, we're going to be. Well, you, you just, I didn't know what you had laying around underneath. I got the vodka. Store, we got vodka. All right. <laughs> well, that's... Um, we'll, uh, we'll be actually brewing the Donnie's favorite beer, the Lipstick on a Pig, or at least our rendition of Lipstick on a Pig. So Na our, our name is, is TBD. We have not. Um, We've not freed that out. I've, I've got something that works that I'll fill you in on a little bit, but okay. um, no, that's good. Uh, moving on. So Ryan, it, Ashley, of course, like we have um, a billion stories here on the list. We are, first off, guys listening first, uh, thank you for for sticking with us. We, we said this last time we were on last episode uh, 62, we, were, we said that we were on basically Tampa Bay Beer Week, which means there's a lot of Tampa Bay Beer events. So I apologize for us not committing to our typical schedule. This happens to us every March. Uh, we always get a little bit behind because there's so much going on. Luckily, Ryan and Ashley uh, were there, and they went to and chime in, Ryan, if I'm wrong. You went to the brewer, the, the Florida Brewers Guild Fest. Cool. Yep. Two weekends ago, last weekend it was Hanapu Day. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, we had great coverage. We're the best coverage we could from both of those two events. So please, that will, that kind of, we, we like to put out content every week. We just want to keep, keep the, the channel flowing. So um, they've been doing a great, those two have been doing a great job keeping these things moving along. Um, but in the meantime, we, we will get back on schedule. Um, this week is technically our off week. So we're going to post this and then next week we'll post something else. Then we should be back on track um, by the following weekend or, or week. So bear with us in terms of things we have happening in the future temple terrace craft beer fest are you guys excited for that oh absolutely yes. i'm pretty sure we're going right yes yeah we'll be i there. look forward to it every year it's like the beer fest after all the beer fests that we've been to and that's what i like about it so i'm like me too it's a nice, it's a nice big beer fest for us to yeah. go so I, I have a, pl a special place in my heart for this beer fest, and I probably always will, just because we were there when they started, and yeah. we helped them start, and, and it's our charitable thing that we do. Yeah. Um, the the four of us, the five of us, Dane, with Dane included, you know, we 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 love to give back when we can, and we, we support things by paying for beer fest and going to these things. But this is a great way just to give back because we we do a little bit extra for these guys. But this is gonna be May nineteenth, um, four to eight p.m. I'm gonna see if we can't get a couple of tickets to give away or something on the channel or on the podcast here. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So oh, yeah. I'm gonna find out if we can. Um, but uh, again, as we always say, there's a hundred beers, hundred plus beers from thirty five. I think forty. We're up to forty two right now. Different breweries. Um, really? This is all under the shady oak tree of historic Woodmart Park in Temple Terrace. It's fantastic. This is going to be the fourth year in a row. Uh, it all benefits charity. Uh, it's a great event and a great time. We've had zero rain at Knock on Wood all four years in a row, this being the fourth. So there's food trucks. There's all sorts of stuff. It's family-friendly and dog-friendly. I am excited. Um, and I'm excited that you guys will be joining us for, for again, uh, another successful uh, Temple Terrace Craft Beer Fest. Oh, so. It's Thanks, a pleasure Bobby. to be there and uh, look, forward to, look forward to the event, but also possibly trying to have one of my beers. Uh, definitely. There's, there's no... You will definitely have your beer there. Okay. Then uh, the good people out there listening, be sure to come out and try. I'm going to actually, I'll tell you now, probably the jalapeno IPA or depending on how Donnie's uh, strawberry ale turns out, then uh, maybe we'll have some of that out there to share, at least a bottle or two. So you have to get out there real quick because there won't be much, I'm sure. Is the rest of my yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a we're gonna have a couple extra surprises out there. So, so definitely come on out and we... Uh, we would love to see you. So make sure you're there. And again, if you want, um, I think we have a, a promo code. I think it's Brewmasters Club. If you use it, I will check and make sure that works. But if not, just shoot us an email at info at brewmasters.club. We'll make sure that you do get a discounted ticket. I think tickets are only 35 bucks right now, but they will sell out. Last year we sold out, believe it or not. 1,500 tickets sold. Could not fit any more people in that park. So... No. I would suggest buying them now before you can no longer buy them. There will be day of tickets available if they don't sell out for them. So that's all I have. But templeterrascraftbrewfest.com for more information. Awesome. So yeah. as I mentioned, Lausman, you, you, I think you popped off for a minute. But as I mentioned before, we, we, we're, we're a week or two behind, but we're still catching up on stories. One of the stories that was very interesting happened here in Florida. Terrible accident. A truck carrying beer overturned on the Florida interstate in the panhandle of Florida, spilling cargo on March 7th. Motorists in the Florida panhandle were forced to hit the brakes on Wednesday after a semi-truck carrying beer was involved in an accident and spilled its cargo everywhere. Guys, I don't know if you have the link up from the notes, but did you happen to see what type of beer that truck was carrying? 
I did believe it was some smash beers. <laughs> smash beer. Glass man, you want to take that? Uh, yes, of course. Ryan's referring to smash beers being the beers that we smash in between good tasting beers. <laughs> oh, drink. Only when forced to. <laughs> yeah, those are ones that you drink when you you don't you're waiting on something to finish cooking in the oven, and you only have time for like a quick beer. <laughs> That's a smash beer. That's um, right. Yeah. Or if you're like in the shower and you need to just a quick, yeah, it's bad. They're bad. They're bad beers. But either way, so what happened is, is it is, est- <laughs> yeah, it is estimated that sixty thousand pounds of beer, bush light, bush light, spilled out onto the uh, Panhandle Highway um, in a ditch uh, <laughs> off Interstate <laughs> 10 in Holtz, about forty miles east of Pensacola. So. Though it is never fun to be in an accident, it is hilarious that they lost a shitload of push flight. <laughs> <laughs> I um the people that go, were stopped along the highway, did they were they like, hey, can I just go ahead and have one? Just so for waiting. <laughs> like so it's funny that you bring that up because apparently the section of uh Florida, Acaloosa County, actually has quite the reputation of being the big fan of Bush Light. Now, I've not traveled to that town. I do not know that, and I do not want anyone to listen to this and think that this podcast is judging this poor section of Florida. However, <laughs> there were quite a few hilarious Facebook comments that were left on the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office Facebook page. I'm going to read several of them. Again, these are not the opinions of the particular podcast here in question. These are simply the Facebook comments left by others, natural or or born or visiting or heard of uh, this particular county. First off, John Sullivan. I am curious, the driver, was he cited for careless driving or did he get a ticket for an open container as well? (laughs) Denise Canderhead, how many meth heads from Holt were on scene helping clean up? Seems like a low, low blow. Oh Ed Hughes, our news station said he had about 60,000 pounds of beer. Is that true? If so, they only had a five-axle truck. Sounds like he was at least 10,000 pounds overweight. That guy probably either drinks a lot of bush light or none at all. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> or he's a truck driver. Or he's a truck driver. Right. Which then I'd, I'd go back to the first, the first answer. Um, Steve Benoit said the best thing that could ever happen to cans of bush beer. Smiley face, smiley face. Wow. Uh, Eric J. Hawkins, thousands of spring breakers were counting on Snowman and Fred to get that beer to the beach. <laughs> That's a callback to, to Smokey and the Bandit, if nobody knows what that is. <laughs> Eric Johnson says spring break is now officially canceled. Um, <laughs> Eric Weisenbach, thank God it was only Bush. <laughs> And last but not least, Jim Yemenez. So glad no real beer was harmed in the accident. I think so. Um, yeah, comical. At least no one was injured, so that we can laugh at it from that extent. But but yeah, that's um that's shitty. <laughs> Just crappy. But at least it was Bush. At least it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I feel like, like you're about any beer. I was about to say, I feel, I, I feel like you're very sad about that, Lausman. I mean, rest assured, if I would have seen that on the highway, I probably would have pulled over and done a beer angel. <laughs> it's like a snow angel, but it's the <laughs> one opportunity I'd have to do a beer angel. It would have been sweet. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Even though it is bush light, man, whatever. I'll take some. Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine anybody? Sorry, babe. No, I was gonna say. I think maybe it was like twelve years ago, like back when we were eighteen, like just starting to party. We would have been devastated. Like, oh my god, no! But oh my god, now we're 
craft beer connoisseurs. <laughs> no, I was just saying, I wonder how many people were driving along the highway like, man, I could really use beer right now. And like everybody just came. <laughs> all of them. The just all of them. All on their face. Ready to go. I think the only way that this could have gotten like better is if it was like that seven up truck, like several years ago where like it was involved in a high speed chase. And like, it was one of those side loading trucks where one door would go up every like couple of like curbs that the guy popped. And then just like, <laughs> they'd go flying out like on the highway and he was just, he kept taking curbs and it was like, and then like another section would open up and then just more cases would just start flying. Like he left like a trail <laughs> pretty great. Like, and the best, actually, the best part is, is that it was caught um, by one of the, the cameras in the sky on the helicopter. So it's a fun YouTube video. Definitely recommend that. I've got to see that one. <laughs> like, I can't imagine why they're still following me. Well, maybe because each side of the truck keeps opening up every time you hit a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Hansel and Gretel just trying to get away from the cops. Yeah. <laughs> That happened to me. That happened to me and Hogan, man. One time there was remember last week, like right around we had the seven day kegger at his house in Orlando. He we were we were just literally like, like standing outside like midday party and, and the Bud Light truck came over and hit a speed bump and then the back shield just went whoosh. Like eight cases came tumbling out and we looked at each other. We were like freshmen like in college. We we're like, oh shit, we just ran and grabbed all the beer we could. <laughs> it was uh yeah, we've all been there. So sometimes the beer gods come through. Yeah, well, hopefully those people, those good people of Holt took advantage of that as we would have if we were all in college as well. So good, good stuff. Ryan, my man, the next story in the uh, beer news section here. We're going to kind of hit through this pre pretty quickly because we've got we've got a ton moving on again yeah. due, to our, due to our next segment here. But um, I just wanted to, to highlight this. This literally came out today. It's not often that we, we have an opportunity to break the news that happens like the day of. So the Brewers Association put out the 2018 guidelines for beer. And this year, it is not only the most categories, the most styles that's ever been, but but there's some interesting ones in here. So I don't want to go through them all. And I put a lot more guidelines and background in this. But the Brewers Association, first off, good friends of ours. We've, we've been working with them now for over a year. And they've been very supportive of us as we are supporting them. But the Brewers Association uh, started in 1993, including styles of beard, according to guidelines, outlined just to set for beer competitions for general classification for everyday beer drinkers, people like us, people uh, that aren't like us and, 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 you know, everybody that wants to brew or, or contribute to the beer scene. So it's pretty cool that these guys have been maintaining this living record for so long, but this year, again, they have over 12 categories and over 169 different styles. Did you get a chance, Ryan? And last we'll go to you and Ashley, of course, but did you get a chance to flip through any of these and actually see what these styles are? Because some of them are quite uh, crazy. Well, I did notice that one of the styles, if I remember correctly, was a hazy IPA, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that that was uh, enticing for a lot of people. I was I was doing some uh, reading today, and there was uh, a there was a juicy or a hazy pale yes, ale. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So I I know for a lot of people, especially the like the New England style uh, IPAs, that that resonated a lot with because. You know, those are really up and coming. Even here in Florida, we're get, we're starting to get a lot more New England style, hazy, juicy, fruity style IP. So uh, that was good. But Donnie, what was what was your take on some of the you know uh, 
different styles that they've uh, thrown out there. No, no, no. I, I, I want to elaborate on this one because I think that we'll get a lot of uh, comments about this if we don't. But I, I totally agree. So I have pulled up the juicier, hazy India pale ale, just as you described. It's a straw to deep gold, low to high degree of cloudiness is typical, low to medium malt aroma, low to high, very hop aroma, low to medium fruity estery aroma, uh, body medium to low. And then it may include a small amount of oat, wheat, or other adjuncts to promote haziness. Descriptors as juicy are often described the taste and aroma hop derived attributes present in these beers. Uh, pretty cool. I think that's a neat classification. I don't know when that one particularly started, as in if it's a new one, an old one, or whatever. But I do think it's a, it's a very cool way. I have the juiciest IPA around. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, so huh? we we just had one not too long ago, and. I almost felt that it was almost like drinking orange juice, like cracking open some orange juice, obviously having it be considered beer, but I don't know if I'm a fan of them just yet. I, I haven't had enough to to know the difference. So of the one of the 169 on here, dude, there's a ton of them that I do I'm not just, like. I'm just still getting over that number. 169. Yeah. That's a lot of variation of beer. And I mean, mm -hmm. and, and I think for, for one, you know, craft beer lover to even have tried like a handful, like a, half. a quarter, a half, you know, a quarter or half of them. Like we should, that's nuts. we should ask. So if Mike is listening, we should ask him, uh, remember the guy that we met from yep. Florida craft beer day this year, please write in, tweet us, uh, email us, hashtag us, whatever you want to do. Hashtag brewmasters club cast. Uh, we would love to know how many of these styles you've tried. And if you haven't tried them or seen them, uh, just simply pop onto the brewassociation.org. Uh, it's in their resources section, and you can you can check out the guidelines for 2018. So, um, yeah, I think it's absolutely immense. It's a ton of beer, especially honey beer is, is a particular section that's hybrid mixed. So just yeah. nuts, man. Uh, Laos man, before we move on, did you have any, any thoughts on this? Uh, that list sounds intimidating. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just a honey beer alone, I'm like, mm, no, not. I don't even like bees that much. Like, <laughs> I definitely don't want to get twisted up in any of that nonsense. I mean, bees are cool. Don't get me wrong. I just, you know, I don't want to get near any of that. So, I'm sure there's a lot of weird stuff, but I'm sure there's a lot of good stuff too that it, that sounds delicious, but I've just never even heard of or thought about before. Right? You know, yeah, it's bizarre. I wonder if we should we should share this uh, link with the good folks out there because I mean, if anybody out there is a home brewer. You know, it, it gives you not only the breakdown of the style, but the category uh, or, or like so for Scottish style export ale, it says original uh, original gravity. Um, you know, it tells you what the apparent extract final gravity Plato level should be and, and the alcohol by volume, the bitterness and things like that to fit within that style of category. So something like that would be really cool for all the homebrewers out there to know, like, hey, if I'm going to brew something for this, uh, uh, you know, event or or something like that, it'd be really neat for them to see where where everything needs to be. I got distracted by my wife is nudging my me. wife. That's a lot. No, it, it well, it does do a lot of cool stuff, too, Ryan. Like you, you mentioned, I'm just trying to pick up a good example here. But basically, it tells you the original gravity, the final gravity. So, like, you can kind of gauge when you're brewing, you yeah. know, as, as a homebrewer, like, like you just said, right? So formula recipes exactly where your alcohol by volume fits your bitterness your ibus your color i mean all that stuff so that, that it is very it's a very cool tool for a very dialed in home brewer i think that i mean are you to this level where you can see these numbers and, and understand this or is it even beyond your you know oh, current level that's all well play-doh levels are different from what i look at uh, you know i'm looking for just my my basic gravity uh play-doh is a whole nother number set 
Um, I haven't really got into measuring my bitterness, although I can tell you my one jalapeno IPA has like eight ounces of hops in it. So pretty bitter depending on when I add the hops. But um, yeah, no, the other stuff in here I've not really gotten. To, so it'd be nice to to learn how to do that. Yeah, well, like you said, it gives it gives the uh, you know young young humbers a, a a benchmark, you know, to try and yeah. try and get two. So yeah. Hashtag cool tool. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Before, yeah, there's smoke beer, there's everything in there. Before we move out of the beer section into our geek news section, do you have anything else, Wildspan, Ashley, any guys, any of you guys have anything else to add to this particular segment? No, I'm just looking forward to brewing more beer. So I'm excited for your brew on Friday, and I'm excited for the brew that I want to brew. So. What is the beer that you want to brew, Ashley? Very similar to what yours is, but it's going to, I want it to be a strawberry, Thai basil, and jalapeno. Mm. But I also really want to like perfect a good smoked beer, like a good smoked lager, not a heavy, like a stout or Which a porter. I don't know but... if I, I'm not equipped to do a lager. I was about to say, Ryan, have you done any lagers? You probably have not. No, and most craft beer breweries don't unless they're equipped to do it. They just like take too long and like you have to have pilsner. certain temperature settings. I mean, they could take four to six. It's a not... pilsner? No, lagers. Also, pilsner. Pils- pilsners are a little easier. I want to do a smoked pills. I think that sounds delicious. A smoked pills? So like yeah. a smoked Miller Lite? Or better. <laughs> <laughs> better, Ryan. It's always got to be better. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. All right. I'm ready to brew and move on. All right. Okay. Well, let's... um. Let's table that for now, but yeah, that's definitely good. Good goals, good aspirations. So uh, we are moving into our uh, next segment, which happens to be our Sorry. geek news section, is what I'm saying. This is the geek news section. Now uh, we had a couple articles in here. I tried to organize these best I could. Again, what we're do- what we're dealing with essentially is is a week and a half's worth of news that we've c- tried to cram into this week. So some of these things, you know, of course, the diehard fans are going to be out there and understand. But again, what I did was we have some Star Wars news, some video game news, some Nintendo news because we missed a direct and a Nindies. Have you guys ever heard of the Nindies? Good, yeah, me neither. <laughs> but you don't play Nintendo for a long time, or yeah, uh, just trust me. Once you do, you may not, you may not ever hear about them again. Uh, but besides that stuff, uh, we'll, we'll kind of get into it here one by one. But of course, the most exciting thing I think that happened in the last two weeks was that John Favreau was um, announced as the executive producer to write and produce a live-action Star Wars series. Now, obviously, this is going to take place on the Disney version of Netflix. Um, Diz flick. No, I don't know what it's going to be called. Um, I think it'll be called like Disney Vault or something. I'm not sure, but but he's whatever. It doesn't really matter. He's been announced, and and if you don't know who or what he's done, John Favreau has. Uh, he was the director of Iron Man, so the first Iron Man, the one that kicked off the MCU, that started this whole thing that we call basically comic book movies as they are now. He also made the Jungle Book. Um, he will uh, helm the series for Disney's new direct to consumer platform. Um, they're super stoked, of course. So am I. What I wanted to ask you guys about. Yeah, everybody's excited. What I wanted to ask you guys about is that Laos man, Ryan, Ashley, you guys being new fans, knowing what John Favreau has done in the past, I want to start with Ryan and Ashley. Where do you think he's going to take a live action Star Wars series? And then Laos man, I'll kick it to you. Jeez, I'm like, you can go anywhere with it. There's no wrong answer because nobody no, knows the I answer. Just, I mean, well, because seeing that, you know, what what he's done in the past with with his with his previous film work, I mean, I think it's going to be full of action. He's going to have have a nice like like gritty, like centered to it, like a nice storyline. And I think it's just going to be a really, really, again, action-packed, in-depth, tug-on-your-heartstrings kind of series. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I, I just, I don't know where it's going to be or when it's going to be. Like, like Ryan, do you think it's going to be after the original trilogy, before, 
in the future, in the past, you know, obviously they're not going to have Ray and, and the big players. They may have, you know, notices of Darth Vader and stuff like what they did in Rebels, but any insight on that ride or or you just don't know? Well, mostly don't know, but the Star Wars universe is very huge. Or what would you, what would you like to see in a, in a live action show? We already know that, uh, the other creators of Game of Thrones are going to be doing um, the the other portion, like the whole uh, outside universe type situation, right? If well, I well, we don't know anything. They've been simply well, announced, so. right? It was announced. So I don't know. Everybody seemed to be really in favor. Like reading through comments on on uh, social media and things like that, there wasn't really a lot of oh, they you know screwed up this and that. You don't you don't get a lot of that in today's world. You know, every once something's announced, it's like oh, they could do better or. People that are commenting are like, ah, oh, I could do this better because everybody has these preconceived notions of things. But um, I'd like to see them do something in a continuation of to some degree, because I think once once episode nine comes out, everybody's going to want more. You know, everybody's going to want that storyline to continue in some fashion, you know. So I don't know. Well, let's see. What I, I, well, I think that's valid to to your point that people people will want more. And I think there's it's even if they say, OK, you know, um, Ryan Johnson's doing this trilogy and the, the boys from uh, Game of Thrones are doing that trilogy. Well, it's still going to be four or five years before we get anything. So yeah. that's yeah. a perfect time for this kind of timeline to jump in yeah. and not necessarily use those same time characters, but use the same timeline and different section of the universe that references those characters. But yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point, Ryan, if that's what you were trying to well, get to. Maybe, there, maybe there's some stories outside of the main storyline that we just haven't, you know. Absolutely. Yet. Yeah, absolutely. So there, there could be some loophole filling in, you know. Yeah. Well, man, what, what are your thoughts? And, and you can answer like Ryan, or you can answer, you know, what, what you think it might be, what you'd like it to be, where, where your chips are, where you think it logically could be. What do, what do you think? Yeah. So there's a few things that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably like to see. Um, like I think with, you know, the way that the universe is going and the way that uh, everything's kind of, you know, pretty soon, like you said, everything's going to be, oh, they want more and they want to see more of that. And, you know, obviously a live action show is not going to be able to do any of that, like, because <laughs> they can't, they can't just kick out spoilies every week or something like that, you know, every Tuesday. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking they might go old school. Um, and they may end up, um, they may end up doing something cool. Like how, how neat would it be if they went KOTOR, you know, Knights of the Old Republic or something like real, real old school. That's like, not really the focal point, but some, 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 some surrounded characters who were just kind of in the fray, kind of, kind of like, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Clone Wars that, uh, the Clone Wars series, you know, that was animated. Yeah. But I mean, if that would have been awesome. Yeah, it was still awesome. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, 100% agree with you. But, I mean, how cool would that be if they did, like, a live-action precursor to that? Like, I mean, whereas before all the trilogies, it was kind of like just just little stories from around, you know, all over the place. I mean, I think that'd be great. I mean, and maybe even way old-school, like KOTOR, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. So Right, he keeps saying KOTOR, guys. So that's And, Ryan, you've heard of this before, and Ashley, you may have as well. But this that's the Star Wars video game that was, that was basically spun out of out of they say canon not canon it's it's i guess it is canon now but it was essentially a thousand years before you saw anything from like episode one episode two three seven whatever it was a thousand years before that so it was like you know when obi-wan kenobi comes in and says well we haven't seen jedi you know in, in x amount of years like that's what he's referring to is that like it's it's 
it's an old religion that has essentially died out by the time Luke Skywalker in 1977 was shown. So um, very interesting take on that. But but well, Osman, go back to your point. Do you think that they're going to burn KOTOR, so Knights of the Old Republic, on a, a TV series? I think it's likely, but do you think they're going to burn it on a TV series? Or is that not better suited for a six-part trilogy, quadrilogy, whatever it's called when there's six of them? <laughs> or nine yeah, of them? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more material that could be covered there. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good point, but you know, but it could, I mean, it could make a thirty-four season show too. <laughs> yeah, the Clone Wars wasn't supposed to go on for as long as it did, but they sure as heck did it. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, um, I, I, that'd be cool. Um, I do, I do want to see that if that isn't the works. That, I mean, I'm gonna see anything. If, like I said, if they just suit up and go to the space DMV, I'd still watch it. Like, I'd be like, ah, oh, this <laughs> yeah. is great. Like, this is, yeah. oh man, I hope they have time to go to the bank. Like, <laughs> like I'd yeah. just be all about that series. <laughs> it's well, just hey. common errands. So, so we'll we'll speak to the bank. So, so my my insight on that is, yeah, I think Kotor is an option. Again, my my dilemma for me thinking that is that. I don't know if they're going to execute on that property, that much material, you know, at that level when they could, when they could easily make that a nine part, you know, movie franchise. So whatever, I think that's one thing, but it, it would be a huge risk for them to all these standalone movies for the next five years would have to go perfectly for them to do that. Because I think they, they've got to have enough confidence that they can produce these. But the alternative to that is what about a gangster series? They they had this game that was called 1313, I think. And it was about like the, the prison that they sent maybe Boa Fett to or whatever. And it was an underground prison that was 13, you know, thousand or 1300 floors below. What if it was the underground that we saw a little bit of in like Rogue One? Where the good guy killed a killed a dude in the middle of the streets, right? Trying to get some information. So, what if it's about the the gangsters, like the job of the huts and how they run the streets and how they run the the their their gangster entity? Because even in this this the first original trilogy, uh, Jabba the Hut was a gangster and he he had a gangster kind of you know click and gang that that ran you know a particular market of trading and whatnot, and he had all these cronies with him. So, how cool would it be if there was a like a gangster series that they were just a dude trying to survive this gangster environment on, on all these planets and, and, you know, like an Al Capone type of story. It would be very interesting if that was a live, a live I story as well. I think that would be so cool if it was like Peaky Blinders, but for Star Wars. It that very well could be. be so badass. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I mean, some of the, some of the, the multi-part episodes of Clone Wars did that. Like they yeah. kind of, kind of did that i mean well, they ran into yeah they ran into gangsters and they had to solve problems and mysteries and murders and whatever but well sometimes they had to be in the gangs and stuff like that i mean so, i don't know yeah yeah no no they did well princess leia was was uh you know she was a bounty hunter for a little bit <laughs> i don't know what the plan was there that's a that's a story for a different different day but all right so ryan before we move on i know that you wanted to touch on a little bit another movie that you were talking about which is the dragon ball super Dragon Ball Super movies coming out in December, and all the good Dragon Ball Super fans out there know that this weekend coming up, Saturday night, will be the final episode of this portion of the arc. But they have just released the spoiler trailer, which really doesn't give much uh, for the December movie. And uh, basically, uh, with the 15, 20 seconds of the trailer, we see that Goku might potentially face a, another Saiyan from either a different universe or something, as they're saying, not from his time. So there could be some sort of backstory, which 
you know, you guys talk about Star Wars. I talk about Dragon Ball Z. Uh, there, there could be some sort of backstory with the ancient Saiyans uh, coming to and Goku fighting. It, there's really not a lot of answers at this point. More questions than answers. But it just, it's blowing everybody away with exception to, um, you know, not having any episodes after this Saturday. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say Goku. I thought you were going to be like, it's blowing everyone away except for Goku, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, go through, uh, I could really care less. But uh, <laughs> no, this this coupled with um, a release of a new game that's coming out called Dragon Ball Legends as well. It's supposed to be a uh, Android game that's kind of a one thumb, one touch sort of video game that you can play on your phone. And the villain is supposedly the villain that's going to be facing off with Goku in this uh, new movie coming out in December. So I am super excited for this. Ah, so, I see yeah, what you did exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Delayed laughter there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, retard. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know that was pretty quick, but there's really not a lot of answers to, to go over with this trailer that's been out there. Well, why, yeah, why while you were just talking, I, I watched the trailer. It was it was like you said, about twenty seconds long, and there was some green dude. He stepped on the, the ground and broke it, and then Goku was was gonna he gave knuckles to some other dude, and that's all you saw. Pretty much. They they yeah. cut it off. But well, that other guy is supposedly the Saiyan that's not from Goku's time. That and Goku loves a good fight. He loves a good fight with strong fighters and that push his limits. So I can only imagine how much action they can pack into an hour and 15, hour and 30 minutes. Well, I mean, you know how much action they can pack into like a whole crap ton of 30 minute shows. That's true. So I mean, it's that's true. I mean, the, the entire tournament of power has taken on and on with amazing 30, action. Let's see, 97 like to 33 months. So you know, almost 34 episodes for, for the for the tournament of power that we've that I myself and Ashley have been watching consistently every he single came weekend. Home from St. Patrick's Day on Saturday, so Se- six Sunday, o'clock Sunday morning. Six o'clock Sunday morning. It wakes me up. I hear his Uber pull up, <laughs> and then I hear him rustle around, open a beer, and then he's on the couch. And this is by six o'clock in the morning, just for this and show. Then he plays the damn show. Just he plays for this Dragon show. Ball Super on the phone, and I'm just like. I texted him, turn that down. It made me cry. The, the episode made me <laughs> cry. I was so happy, but then I was so sad at the same time because... <laughs> slightly drunk because it was also St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had worked an 18-hour shift at a local Irish pub, but I came home and wasn't that hammered. I was like, you know... But, know you know, it just makes me happy. Things. It's it's kind of like when you saw Luke, you know, come back in episode eight. You know, you're just happy to see him. He's like there. Go, Luke... To, to Star Wars fans is like Goku to Dragon Ball Z super whatever fans. It's just so does that mean he can die eighteen times and come back nineteen more? Well, with wishes <laughs> with from the Mechie and Balls. Dragon Balls, you can be wished back as many times as you need to. Uh, <laughs> well, so no, just, one. We just need to get some I, Jedi I, balls and he'll be cool. I grew up with yeah. Dragon Ball like people grew up with Star Wars, and I just it's, we grew up with both. Me and Lars used to watch Dragon Ball all know, the time. Oh, sure. I know, but I, I you know, and I paid Vegeta. for just because it's like amazing. Vagina? Vagina. <laughs> no, Vegeta. <laughs> Vegeta. <laughs> well, see, Vegeta is Dane's favorite character, and Goku is mine. But yeah, I, I green dude. Question: You had you had sent me a text. Are we going to go to this? Yeah, I'm going to brew a Blondale or Super Blondale for this. Maybe an Imperial Blondale for this. Is yeah. he going to go blonde? You think? No, he's beyond blonde. He's like red. In the, in the trailer, he was black. Hey now. But, yeah. Well, black hair. It's all black hair. That's just his basic form. 
he's at ultra instinct right now he's got gray hair through ultra instinct like there's a whole other level oh my god yeah all right we yeah we need all done move on yeah we got it Move on. Hey, you guys got your five minutes of Star Wars. At least let me get my final question. Final question. (laughs) What is what do you call a super fan of Dragon Ball Super? Like, what are you guys called? (laughs) (laughs) We're super. I'm just saying. No, you guys just call super ball super ball fans. No, like, are you guys Dragon Ball Z super super fans? (laughs) Is that what you are? All right, super Super continued. (laughs) Is there like a a semicolon, like Dragon Ball Z super semicolon super fan? Probably more of a question mark at that point. (laughs) Okay, all right, just curious. That was all. My only question. But anyway, go check it out and or go check the new trailer out and uh, share your ideas with us about what you think might 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 happen. We're ready. All right, no problem. No, we're good. We're good. We're moving a lot right along. That was that was good, Ryan. I just wanted to touch on these, and of course, Dane's not here, so he can't. Um, he's my switch buddy because of course he's the only one that has a switch that, uh, that would get these, but there was two, ma- you what? I have a light switch. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was two different Nintendo announcements that came out in the last week and a half. One of them was in Nintendo direct, uh, which was a lot of fun. And then the next one was the one that I teased hot teas coming, coming on was, was the Nindies, which is basically all the Nintendo Indies. That are coming to Switch, which if you're a Switch owner or any of us that have been talking about the Switch since almost a year today, it's came out. Um, 90% of the stupid games that are coming out for Switch are indies. None of them have been very fun. So I don't know why this wasn't in this was such an announcement, but uh we'll get into that in a second. Um Lossman, I, I wanted to bring a couple up on these first ones, the Nintendo Direct that were announced because uh, first off, they announced a Super Smash Brothers, so that's badass. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Is that the trailer that you sent us the other day? No. No, I'm, I, I'm just kidding. kidding. So, so, Ryan, did you ever play Super Smash Brothers? I you did. had to have someone who had to No? I never did. You never so, slugged it out in a 64-man tournament on a that's GameCube? Right. <laughs> that's right. So somebody <laughs> in your neighborhood had a GameCube, and you, you could have. I was sheltered as a child. Well, I remember sinking in many, many hundreds, probably hours into the Super Smash Brothers because for some reason, unlike you would love it, Ryan, because unlike every other fighting game, you you simply used Nintendo characters, right? And they would just fight each other. It was Link against Pikachu. It was uh, Mario against... Yoshi, yeah, Yoshi. It was it was it, it was crazy. Um, and they had it for for GameCube. They had it for they had it for 64, didn't they? But they did have it. I think that they did have it for Nintendo 64. They that was I think it might have been Melee, and then they had Brawl for GameCube, and then they brought out I think another one uh, for the Wii. Maybe I have that wrong, but anyways, they're bringing one out for the Switch, and it's going to be badass. And they announced it in 2018, which is great because that's this year. So I'm very excited about that. Last year we got Zelda. Breath of the Wild, we got Mario, and we got Mario Kart. So those are, are three great games. So I'm really excited for this, not to mention the fact that we get Mario Tennis. Like, again, last <laughs> minute in this in this Nintendo Direct. Mario Mario Tennis, dude, how many hours do we play on Mario Tennis for Pete's well, sake? Like, 
Yes, uh, the Mario Tennis on, I would just like to point out, on Nintendo 64 was an absolute masterpiece. It was, it was. A ton of fun. It, you could just do a lot. Uh, they lost me shortly after that. Um, the Wii was just inappropriate. The, you couldn't control anybody. You couldn't do anything. You really just had to time everything. That was That was a huge step backwards, but... But yes, it, it sounds like they're going back to their roots and they're they're keeping it old school. So um, so that's a fantastic game that they're going to make all pretty that they made about uh, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, which... they have a they have a bunch of new weird rules. But the coolest part about this is that they're bringing the Joy-Con as a racket back. So just like you know how Mario Tennis or not Mario Tennis, but Wii Sports Tennis was fun. I imagine this is going to be just like that. But now you get to use your Joy-Con, which I think will be really cool. So as long as it's progressed past the point of, like you said, the last version was, I think it'll be a really fun game. You can yeah. play as like the the chomp. You can play as, you know, all like 18 different characters. So June 22nd, I I, I will tr- do my best to purchase that and, and have it here so we can play with it. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Next, Kirby. There's a brand new Kirby game that's coming out on March 16th, which is actually four days ago. So we should, that one should be out already. There was a demo. It didn't look that awesome. It was like kind of a 3D scroll side scroller. Um, I don't know how good that will be, but uh, I know there's like a demo there. Yeah, like exactly. They're they're always, they're always generic. They're easy. They're never that challenging. It's fun to suck up a tree man and then spit out roots. I don't I don't know how it works, but uh, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. yeah. He's also in Super Smash Brothers, though. That's a fun fact. He is. He's better he's... in Super Smash Brothers than he's his own goddamn game. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, Three more. Basically, then we'll be done with this section here. The Octopath Traveler. I've talked about this before. And there's several more that came out, but um, these are some of the highlights that I like. I played the demo of Octopath Traveler, and I really liked it. It was a 8-bit side-scroller that had 3D graphics, and it was turn-based combat. But for the demo that I played, I really enjoyed it. They introduced two new characters, and I will not buy it. But it was fun to play. So if you, if you like those the yeah, side, side scrollers with the turn-based combat, um, try it out. It, it has a really unique touch on it, and I really enjoyed it. It's by Square Enix, so you know it's a solid product. Ryan, have you ever played Crash Bandicoot? No. Really? That was on <laughs> PS1. I mean, everybody, I didn't have a PS1, and everybody that I, I knew had one. I went straight to 2 and played Tony Hawk Pro Skater for about... Okay, I remember that too. It was on there, too, though. (laughs) Yeah, because there was a trilogy, but the original Crash was probably my favorite Crash, and and I really did enjoy that game. I never owned it because I never had a PS1, but, man, was it a fun game. And so there's three of them now coming to the Switch. Lostman, from a marketing cash grab standpoint, you think this is cool? You think this is kind of weird? What do you think about that? Because you and I never had the PS1 and never had Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) Well, coming from somebody who only within the past year purchased a reboot of DuckTales, <laughs> um, or, uh, I am a sucker for this type of <laughs> advertising, so I can almost assure you that I'd be interested in it. But uh, but is it perhaps going to be amazing? I mean, I don't know. Are they going to go to some sort of Banjo-Kazooie type outlook where it's like a 3D game and you can go no, anywhere? No, or no it's, it's a side-scroller. No, it's, it's the first three version, the first three games. Oh, it's the exact same games. They're just remastered for Switch. And so you can take them on the go, which I think is very cool. And they'll be remastered, so the graphics will be a lot better. But it's still just the same games. 
One mm. was awesome. Two was kind of weird, and three was like space portal jumpy, I believe, and it just got odd. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, that's going to be a novelty at best. Yeah. It's not going to bring in any solid numbers. I would pick up one if they had it for ten bucks on the eShop. You know, like just to have a download and just oh, I'm just going to pop into this, play a couple quick levels, and jump out. You know, that's all I would do it for. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the last one on this list for the, the the rack that was again like last week. Did you guys anybody ever play Dark Souls? I never played it, but I looked around at it and I think I may have a copy of it, but I don't even think I ever played it. <laughs> so again, Nintendo is making this huge push to put old games, remaster them, and throw them on the Switch. And so this is Dark Souls remastered, which I don't even remember when this game came out, but um, on. In May, the game will come out for Switch, and they're going to offer a amiibo. So now you can buy a little toy that'll make your character do a crazy move. But I I saw a couple of screenshots, a couple of videos of this, and I just really wasn't into it. It was it was very dark and the turn based <laughs> and full of com- souls. <laughs> <laughs> the combat the combat just seemed a little rough, so I didn't I didn't love it. But um, people say good things about it. I just think it's too old that it may not hung, hang out. And, you know, may not hold up anymore. So, yeah, that's pretty much the way that DuckTales Remastered was. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? What the hell was DuckTales Remastered? What did you do in DuckTales? <laughs> Look, man, you go see your Uncle Scrooge. I mean, I don't know what you want from me. You go see Uncle Scrooge. He's always hanging out in that coin room. Um, I mean, you go on little adventures, but you don't get to fly or anything. I don't know. It. It was probably a poor decision to buy that, but I've done that a couple times. So that was quite all right. Purchase, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that went over about as good as about you know five beers and buying farming simulator. I was like, hey, so I'm waiting now, huh? <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm like, everything's been planted. This crop's gonna be sweet. <laughs> I do, I do want to get into those Sims though, because as you guys know, I did, I did go in all the way on no man's sky uh in the last two weeks so i've been thrashing that and i have some good reporting to do on it i'm really enjoying it as much as it's such a polarizing game that that i'm just uh i don't know if people love it hate it whatever but um all right just to wrap things up here uh the last the last little and we'll get into the games later but the last little note from nintendo that we got is the nindies which again are the nintendo indie games uh, who gives a shit really like it's just it, these are Jeez. i'm just i'm just saying like i didn't i don't like most of them there's a lot of there's a huge market for indie games and especially nintendo and that's great but so far they've not been awesome and they're all late book side scrollers and there was three that i liked there was the banner three saga uh which is basically uh, like a choice-based turn-based kind of fighting game rpg where uh you you're like in in ancient you know well medieval times and decisions that you make kind of really impact what happens in the game and i think that's cool and if you kill someone off they're gone for good and that's that's kind of cool and i like i like that stuff it sounds like a lot to get into so i don't know if i'll jump in on the third one uh lightfall was another one that was pretty cool that sounded like it was coming from uh, are coming to switch and basically this little man like um remember like what was it called x play ninja x what was it while so we used to play on the psp i had it and you had it on something else and it was no. like you would you would hop back back and forth this thing has like, you're you're referring to um n plus n plus yeah yeah ninja Which x is that's very still different. alive and well by the way they released a playstation version of it recently 
that game's awesome, but I'm saying Lightfall sounded very similar. You could like mysteriously make a box that you could jump off of, then like aid you in your quest, and you could do stuff. So that that was kind of fun. Last one was Bad North, and it was basically a top-down kind of uh, tower build, tower defense, shoot 'em up thing where you're the Nords and you're trying to protect them. But but again, I just don't get into indie games. But I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. So it's gonna sound like an ongoing theme. But one time I got into oh god, what was it called? It was uh, I think it was Train Frontier. Where oh you Jesus! <laughs> yeah, sugar, sugar, there, boy. You uh, you build trains and you ride them and you get to drive them. Um, so you get to go forward or backwards. You can okay if you go too far forwards. <laughs> if you go too fast forwards, you are immediately going to derail, and you'll take mm-hmm. out the entire town that you also built. So it's kind of like a slap in the face, and then you're like, "Well, there goes that." Do you also get to, you also get to drive the town? Uh, you do not. Um, that is unfortunate. Um, but you know, um, the the, the t- train frontier was a good one. Uh, you know, it sounds like it sounds awful. That's train frontier sounds awful. <laughs> it it did remind me of a, my famous that or my favorite Zap Brannigan uh, joke where he's driving a steakhouse in space and he goes, "It handles like a steakhouse, but it drives like a bistro." <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's pretty did much you- what I'm with my life did you also play monorail tycoon uh no that sounds awesome though i gotta look into that did you play luge star 2017 <laughs> nope mm, i see how what about, you're doing right how now about shuffleboard masters 05 mm, those i want to see that monorail one made i'm gonna use square onyx or square enix <laughs> talking to you square enix <laughs> yeah i'm talking to you let's make that monorail game <laughs> legit oh, Jesus. <laughs> i play you get varying slopes and whatnot hardly they're, they're five to two degree no they can go up some gradients we're talking 15 oh. 20 degrees <laughs> Come on now. I'd like to gradient this conversation no. down to a zero degree. Ryan, Ashley, do you guys have anything else as to what's going on in the world of beer, your lives, geek news, or anything else you'd like to share this evening? We will touch base again with everyone in a two weeks, if not before then. Of course, we try to put out the regular weekly content, which we will continue doing. However, if there's anything else you want to leave the good people with, and now is the time, my friends. We got a new couch, and we also bought... We bought Blue a new dog bed, and he's loving it. And that is all I had to say. Why is Ryan sleeping in the dog bed? (laughs) For all the new listeners out there, Blue is their dog, and their couch is irrelevant. Thank you, Ashley. You're welcome. (laughs) Ryan, anything for the podcast? I think the most pertinent information was just shared. (laughs) I agree. And now I have to leave it in. And we're brewing a beer on Friday, so that's yep. true. We're gonna brew the greatest beer ever brewed by mankind <laughs> that we drank once at Lakeland, and I'm gonna try to emulate on Friday. But that's what we're doing. Oh, yes, yeah. Lost man, anything else from you, my good sir? Uh, glad to hear about that dog bed. <laughs> I was really getting worried for Blue. <laughs> I was I was a bit concerned for a hot minute there. Uh, other things, Donnie, you'd be a terrible train conductor. That's just a fun fact. Um, <laughs> they go forward, they go backwards. I know what trains freaking do. It ain't rocket surgery, Laos. You don't have the finesse for it, man. <laughs> Clearly, you don't. <laughs> you go backwards or forwards? Stay out of the train game and might as well stay out of the farming game, too. <laughs> just... 
Uh, one yeah. last thing. Uh, my St. Patrick's Day wasn't too much better than that gentleman's because I decided to have a – it was on a Saturday this year, as we all know, and I decided to have a yard sale. Uh, and my house is located <laughs> – my house is located on a four-way intersection. There's a stop sign. Uh, so four-way stop. And uh, my chair broke while I was standing in it. <laughs> my chair, which was a chair from my dining room table set, decided to implode when there was four cars at the intersection. <laughs> to which uh, <laughs> I spiraled backwards um, in my own yard sale on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, no, um, I had just finished a green beer by myself. It was a one-man garage sale, believe it or not. And uh, and when I got up and found my chair in tatters, I went over to the sign and wrote, instead of garage sale, I flipped it over and wrote free, sidearmed my chair pieces into a trash can, all of them at the same trash can, and then went inside and 20 minutes later, everything was gone. So <laughs> How, did you make any money? No, I sold everything for free because I was angry at a chair on St. Patrick's Day. So you, so you lost, you, you gained no money and you lost one chair. I got rid of some clutter. If I'm honest. You're really I'm bad. always a positive, Nick. There's always a positive. You're real bad at garage sales, Lostman. It was more of a giveaway. It was a sweepstakes, if you will. The Lostman giveaway on St. Patty's Day. Yep. It's the St. Patty's Day giveaway by Lostman Enterprises. All right. And that brings us to the end of our episode 63 podcast, Crap Reason Geek News. We love you guys. Thank you all for listening. Please uh, use the Amazon affiliate link below to support the show without costing you any money at all. The Wizards at Amazon simply give us a big fat check. Well, very, very tiny, tiny check. Uh, depending on what you buy, if you use that link, about 4% comes to us. We appreciate you. So please use that. Everybody, where can they good kids find you, Ryan and Ashley? I have your um, your your tags here included in the description. But please give the kids at home a, uh, a way to find you if they want to talk to you or communicate. Yes, fellow listeners, you can find me, Ashley, at Ashley Margit, A-S-H-L-E-Y-M-A-R-G-I-T on the Instagram. Ryan, where can they find you, darling? Yes, also on Instagram and Twitter, uh, BroodBoy813. Uh, last man, where can they find you besides on the corner of a four-way stop with a broken chair? <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I can be found at Mr. Lausman on Twitter. However, I can also be found at Louse's annual uh, St. Patty's <laughs> Day garage. Blow <laughs> <laughs> out. Um, my annual garage sale. It'll be on St. Patty's Day, bright and early at roughly eleven thirty. <laughs> Can we can we start as a thing next year? Yes, it's eleven thirty. It's eleven thirty to eleven thirty-five. Then it's just a free. It just says the sign would just say like on Facebook. It'll just say eleven thirty till when my chair breaks. With the question. <laughs> oh, yep, that's where I can be found. And of course, you can find me, Donnie, at Brewmasters Club on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, wherever. We also can be found at craftbrewsandgeeknews.com, brewmasters.club. Please do check us out. And don't forget to check out the show or contact the show by using the hashtag 
hashtag Brewmasters Club cast, or you can simply email us at info at brewmasters.club. We love you guys. We love to hear from you guys. And as we say at the end of every episode, Ashley. Broody brew, it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Night. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>